Welcome to The, the Get, Get Together. Together. <laughs> this is our show about the nuts and bolts of community building. And I am your host, Bailey Richardson, a partner at People & Company and co-author of this year's amazing book, Get Together, How Bring to Build energy. a Community with Your People, which yeah. is available on Amazon. It's me, Kevin Wynn, also Ooh. a partner at People & Company, also an author of Get Together. Usually, and I'm just happy to be here. Oh, yeah. Happy to be here today. Very, very happy December. to be here. Uh, usually in each of our podcast episodes, we interview everyday people who have built extraordinary communities about just how they did it. Usually. We break it down, we, do. we get into the nitty gritty, but today we are not doing that. We are doing a year in review episode, a holiday spectacular. For us, for people and company. Wow. No wow. guest, just these two all-star guests these that two you tweens. hear to these two tweens <laughs> currently on the mic. Uh, I have no idea how this is going to go. I'm very excited for this rapid fire. This segment. is Kevin's idea. This is my idea. I'll explain it. I okay, thought we would ahead. kick off with a little rapid fire back and forth questioning. You know, I ask a question, Bailey asks a question, very short answers yep. as a reply-ish. How many questions are we doing? Uh, maybe we do three each and we see if we have way too much fun. We can continue. All right. Game All on. Right. I'm going to start. Okay, let's do it. Question one is... How zany are you going to be? Let's see. Of the three people and company partners, whose physical fitness has most improved in 2019? Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's you, Kev. Me? Yeah, yeah. You wow. just fish for that, for sure. It feels so good among <laughs> three people. I feel like Kai had like a very serious physical fitness year last year, yeah. and I just haven't heard as much about his physical fitness this year. So Kai, you're doing great still, but just like last year was your signature year. The first year of People & Company, I won living in LA. It's tough when you're always so fit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, just living in LA, I was like a mm. fitness psycho. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, Kev's getting married next year. I feel like you're getting those pecs dialed in, doing the push-ups. What do you think? Shredding Agree? for the wedding. Uh, I was, I mean, you just I, fish I, didn't, I didn't want to say myself, but I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to maybe say Kai just because oh, interesting. Well, he usually I'm the odd person is out here. maybe the one. Also, he had that like people in company accident like two years ago. Yeah. You know, we'll get real on the podcast, but Kai had this accident, got hit by a car. It's all good. We were all but, there for it. It you know, was now, like horrible. Now he's like taking up Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh, so yeah. That sort of, you know what I mean? We yeah, went the from Delta. that day to like now, like go man. Yeah. He was just wake surfing. Is that what you call it? I yeah. just saw that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You can do that in a tropical environment mm -hmm. like Singapore. Mm -hmm. right. All right. All right. Question two. Next question. What is the least surprising thing that I did in 2019? <laughs> Sorry. The least surprising thing you did in 2019. Sorry, just for a little context, like Kevin spends so much time with me and he's so kind, but I feel like you just <laughs> indulge all of my like silliness and have to deal with me in all my states. So yeah, I don't know what surprised you the least I'll about- I'll keep this very short. You <laughs> fell in love multiple times. Yeah. Yep. Love. Always. That's it. I know. I That's know. It. And you can take that anyway, but yes, you fell in love Always falling in many love. Many times. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. So, okay. Go ahead. Number two. Describe a particularly draining, stressful, or frustrating moment from this year. The book launch was amazing. Mm -hmm. When you do a book launch, the book actually goes out, which is a big deal in and of itself. But then there's like parties and like press and like emails and tweets and like all of that stuff. But we like double whammied that with having a lot of client projects around the same time. That is true. And there was this Blacked moment, <laughs> which we have a photo of, of us sitting in San Francisco in the middle of this time. 
And I just remember us trying to gate all of our conversations, like sitting in this cafe, which is like, I only have like 10 more minutes of brain power. Like, please, I can't talk. And just kind of continuing to be like, please, I can't talk. But that time period, I definitely was like, yo, I need a vacation. Low, low E, low energy. Yeah, just very low energy. Yeah. Yeah. Not because of bad things, but just like too many good things. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, All right. What's the PNC food item of the year? The PNC food item of this year to me is boba. Oh, yeah. I, th- I yeah. think it was boba. I feel like that was an, a newer introduction as like a normal thing. Yeah. But, you know, you and I have had a number of like step away conversations like zoom out yeah. or like today was a good day and it was let's go get boba. Plus, yeah. we were recording a number of podcasts at Listening Party, which is in Canal Street Market yeah. in Manhattan, which has a boba guys there. Just, you know, Boba Central. Yeah. Past people and company food items include clam chowder and wings. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Pass back. Okay. One adjective to describe the 2019 versions of each of your other business partners. Oh, wow. You get one adjective per person. Hmm. Well, this isn't really an adjective, but yours is like 3.0. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kevin's just been like evolving. You, uh, in the first year, we're like figuring everything out, kind of like inheriting past versions of ourselves. Second year was like stabilizing. And third year was like you have, you're moving in towards the future that you're creating yourself. And that's like in your personal life and also at work. And you're holding yourself to like different and higher standards. So I would say like 3.0 for you. Yeah. Um, like a butterfly metamorphosis. Kai in the coming year is going to move from Singapore to Toronto. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a big change. And his daughters are getting older. They're becoming teenagers. And there's just like a big, his, his parents are getting older. Like he's just in this moment and I can see my life is more consistent or like in a stable period in a way. And he's just going through a time in life where things are shifting. And I know he feels that. He feels sort of like in-betweeny kind of energy. And so that's how I would describe him this year. He's in this crucible moment where things are changing and he knows that he's in that. But I think this coming year is going to be like an interesting time in his life. Yeah. Do you want to describe me? I just want want to answer all these questions. (laughs) Well, I'll just say, I mean, keep it quick. I think Kai, for some reason, a word like gentle and generous mm. comes to mind there have just been some moments where we've had little one-on-ones and he is just kind of reminding me that we're humans going through human things mm. and then for you also not an adjective but the word that comes to mind is ownership i feel like this year i've seen you own even more of like your story and your style and parts of this have had to come out of necessity as we talk more about the book and our work and take sort of a more public stance with regards to what we care about. And it's been really cool to see you own that. Let's cap it. All right, done. There it is. Okay, Rapid part fire one. Question. <laughs> First workshop ever- exercise. So this is episode like around 30-ish yeah. of this podcast, which is yes. kind of wild. And so we thought in this fun holiday spectacular, we'd also reflect a little bit on Dust Podcast. Thank you for listening um, maybe all year or maybe this is your first episode. I don't know. Throughout the course of 25 interviews or so, have spoken to like all different types of community leaders, people that are running global networks of volunteers, people that are running clubs in Washington Heights, from corporate to activist to individual, independent, political, environmental. 
And we just wanted to reflect on some of what we learned. Kev, how do you want to run this one? Uh, maybe we can just each share one or two sort of moments or quotes or lessons from episodes. I'll start with one, which is a recent episode with Carla and Lennon who run The Dinner Party, which is this community of folks who have dinners where they can talk about uh, death of a loved one. All the dinner party participants have, have had a loved one who's passed away. And a question I've gotten in coaching sessions has been, how do you know if you like really are on to something special? You know, to use the fire metaphor of like, what makes great kindling to like start a fire when it comes to community? And through that conversation with Carla and Lennon, we talked about how certain communities provide participants an opportunity to talk about the elephant in the room, whatever the elephant is for you and your people, you know, and I think in their example, talking about death and talking about what it means to, you know, to grieve, to deal with that, for not to be something that's like, all right, I'm past it now, but to live with it and evolve with it is, I think, an example of a very potent elephant in the room, something that isn't given a lot of space for people to talk about in a, you know, healthy or regular way. Yeah. You know, whatever type of community you are thinking about starting, I was just talking to someone, you know, starting a sort of a climate change type community. Uh, I think this idea of like finding that elephant in the room is a great way to imagine like how to start a community that comes with a lot of potential energy. There are lots of communities that talk about certain things right now. So where can you talk about that thing that isn't being talked about or at least isn't being talked about in your circles with your people? Yeah. So yes, that's one thing that sticks out to me. I love that. The elephants. So I reflected a little bit and I think one of the interviews that we did that I tell people about a lot is uh, the interview we did with Carly Ayers Mm -hmm. about hundreds under 100, which is a community of mostly designers in a Slack group all across the country, some people from international as well, who talk about what it's like to be like a freelance designer, share jobs, share tips, share recommendations, share resources, talk about mental health and talk about what it's like to be a woman at the workplace or a person of color in the workplace. So it's really started from that central piece of we are visual people who want to connect with other people who do our jobs. Maybe we are working in a silo to now being more than that. There's two things that Carly said that really I've thought about a lot. Um, The first is that Carly said someone once taught her that something should change radically every three years. (laughs) Like nothing should (laughs) just stay the same. And, (laughs) And I think her way of embracing that at the outset was I think she imagined that maybe she just shut hundreds under 100 down after three years. Like it'd just be a fun experiment and that's it. But I think People have found a lot of value in it, and she's still radically changing it, though, by really pulling herself out of the center of it. And I think, like, kind of plans to, like, at some point not be running it and is giving up more and more leadership. She used to run the event series. They do an in-person event series, and now a couple of people from the group are doing it. And I think it's a really healthy thing for leaders to be willing to, like, radically change their communities or, like, let go. And I've just thought about that in a lot of contexts. Um, the other piece that she said that is more specific to like actually how you think about community building that has really stuck with me is thinking about a digital space like Slack. You would think about something like hosting a dinner party or a party. If someone walks in and they don't know anyone in the room and you know there's no entry point to like yeah. start a conversation, that person will walk in and just be like, damn, I need to get out of here. Yeah, like, I'm a fish out of water. Yes. There's nothing for me here. I'm, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. This is strange. And, you know, Carly thought about Slack in that way. And 
designed it by like having a small group as the core so that when new people came in, when they turned up the throttle, there's like an existing culture and like existing ways to participate instead of like just dropping a bunch of people in like a space and figuring it out together, like as an amorphous group. Mm -hmm. It's just like a very human way of seeing a digital space. And I think it was like a very helpful insight. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the book? Yeah, let's talk about the book. So we we published a book this year. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Holy cow. We did. High five. High five. Woo! Um, so we published a book called Get Together. It came out, what was the pub date? Like August 20th? August 20th. August 20th, 2019. Almost three months ago. The day Kevin and my non-living. September? Four months ago. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And, you know, I just want to create a little bit of space to talk about that experience of launching. Because I think the last time we recorded sort of a behind-the-scenes episode, yeah. it was shortly before launch. We were with Kai at listening party, you know, discussing hopes and dreams for what might happen. Yep. We had freshly recorded the audiobook. If you could teleport yourself back, you know, you talked a little bit about that state of exhaustion. Um, but do you remember how you felt sort of before, during, and after? What was it like for you? Mm. Publishing a book is such a strange thing because there's a lot of work that goes into making it. Writing a book for some people can take years. Like for us, it probably cumulatively took years of our life to like answer those questions and then eventually to document it. You have a lot of kind of time as you're making it to like lightly consider like, well, what's going to happen to this thing? Like, mm-hmm. how's it going to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I think the lived reality is like it takes a little while for people to like get the book and read the book, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was used to software where it's just like, boom, it's out the door. And then like- People are signing in, they're using the thing. It's like- like activity, activity, activity. It's actually like quite a human, sweet way to put something out into the world. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a birthday party or something. You're just like, cool, this is like a significant transition. And then like, we'll kind of see how this year goes for you. Or it's like New Year's or something. Like it's been cool to just kind of be like, okay, we're on a journey now. Now I think we're seeing like- you know, I just talked to a founder this morning and he was showing me his strategy documents for the next year and he had answered who and why questions and like had pasted yeah. pasted our questions from the book yep. from chapter one, like into a Google document. And that's not the first time we've heard of somebody doing that. And you start to realize there are tons of people that have spent two and a half hours with the words that we wrote, which are pretty personal thing for someone to do, like with you, it's like your thoughts. They spent like two and a half hours with your thoughts and your point of view. And to see like that actually like trickling into how people structure their problem solving is just mind blowing to me. I don't think I actually really thought Like, I didn't really think someone I respected and admired would be, like, spending that much time with these, like, very specific ways that we've thought about solving problems. So that has been really cool. What about you? Anything else that stands out to you about the book launch? Well, I love what you said about time spent with our thoughts and, you know, these examples we brought together and our our framework. I've had a hard time describing it to other people, but it's almost part humbling, part incomprehensible to have folks be able to like think in the way we do or bring in some of our thinking to what they do without us needing to be there. I get that can happen on the internet and any sort of piece of content, but there's something it's felt somewhat significant with the book out there that I will have some, you know, a conversation with, uh, you know, someone, a new client, and they'll 
they'll quote back pieces of it or they'll say, hey, this part really resonated with me and sort of affecting how I'm doing this over here. And yeah, yeah I want I want to help people get their people together. And it's like, and it's starting to do that. Yeah. Um, at least getting more people to think about it actively and intentionally. And yeah, it's it's overwhelming a little bit and really special. I'm like kind of surprised more authors don't nerd out on this yeah. thing because like seriously, I just like every time someone's like, what? yeah, every time what? someone uses like one of our phrases or terminologies, <laughs> like I feel like you and I side eye each yeah. other and we're like, oh my god, it's they like, did that. It's like hearing a yeah, song yeah. on the radio. I or know, something. I know, it's yeah, like, exactly. What? It's like, and I'm just like, why are we the only like goofy fools that are just like so delighted by this? Every time I'm like, oh, that was fun. I just feel like I'm like the nerdiest, like self-indulging book yes. author, like of all time. Yeah. To just like go off of that. One thing that's been really interesting for us is like, you know, this isn't just like a medium post of like a theory of something yeah. we're like exploring. It's like we actually use what's in the book to work with clients. Mm -hmm. And when we first started People and Company, like the framework wasn't as firm mm -hmm. as it is now, like having written it down and like having exercises developed for like every chapter mm -hmm. and People may not know that the book does tie so closely to like really, really like the way we work with clients. Mm -hmm. And that has changed a lot since yeah. we first got started. So do you want to talk a little bit too about people and company and yeah. how people and company has changed um, in the past year, like how we work with clients and why why we've done that? What's new? Yeah, I think folks that haven't been one of the companies we've worked with, which is the majority of humans that we interact with. Yeah. We only take on, we only work with so many different organizations each year. As like paying clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah to run our like services business. Yeah. Uh, they don't know that how we do services also uh, experience a big change this year. Yeah. A, a butterfly metamorphosis. Yeah. I think we started People and Company three years ago with a similar charge on like, how can we help organizations cultivate, you know, authentic communities that also drive forward like their goals as an organization. But how we did it was very much like an embedded team. It's like hire us four months, six months. We'll figure out in a very custom way what do you need? And we'll try to like, in some ways, uh, you know, do the research and set up that program and perhaps hire against it and basically take on a full-time or mostly full-time job for some amount of time and then leave yeah. for a couple, you know, companies each year. And I remember about a year ago when we had our team retreat conversation, one of the things we really had an appetite for was to switch that up for a few different reasons. I think one was, at least for me, one was like a desire to actually get more exposure to more communities and organizations. We were doing what felt like taking on two or three internships a year. And then like once you get, you're like so into it and then you like leave. And so to be able to do something that was a little bit more lightweight and repeatable yeah. just felt like it would fit our energy uh, better. Yeah. And the second of all, and I genuinely believe this, I think we were trying to build communities for organizations versus building them with organizations. And um, I'm proud to say we had, you know, happy clients. But when I think about what, what work we could do to do the best job of helping an organization develop a community, we really have to develop capacity. Yeah. We really have to work with team members, work with like a cross-functional group of people and get them thinking from a community building perspective. Get them feeling what it's like to bring in community members and jam with them and obsess less over like this is the perfect strategy and more so like, hey, we're going to work with you in sort of a sprint format to develop a strategy 
And when we leave, you're going to have the iceberg of frameworks and thinking in order to like course correct as need be. And we'll be alongside as coaches. So less consultants doing something for you and more like coaches really facilitating at the start and like a concentrated effort and then uh, continuing to advise and help out. Yeah. You know, I'm really proud because when I think about how this breaks down, I remember a moment when we like were uh, finishing up the book, we had taken a break from taking client projects. And then it was like, hey, time to design and spin up, you know, how we do services today. And I was like, I was nervous. It felt like starting a new thing. Mm -hmm. I just felt a little bit overwhelmed by this idea of like, okay, I now got to do this. And we, you know, one of the first steps was uh, just running like a one day test workshop with, you know, uh, maybe 10 community leaders that we really respected. But it was like designing exercises and, and breaking it apart and how do we teach this. Now, I'm really proud of like how we do our work. Yeah. And we still do a variety of things, but I think they ladder up to this. The main way we work with clients is what I'll call kind of like a build with sprint or like a community strategy sprint that involves like some listening where, you know, we'll go in and interview a number of people in the company that have been, you know, have sort of that legacy knowledge and have hunches about the community to really figure out what the opportunity areas are, or get clearer on the problem statement. And then we will uh, do all this kind of prep work to eventually facilitate this two-day super community jam session. You can think about it almost as like a team offsite or a retreat plus community members. So imagine like 10 team members, 10 community members, whether it's like, you know, Porsche with like a selection of team members and then like a bunch of Porsche enthusiasts coming together and like trying to figure out something that's usually figured out behind closed doors for customers, but really figuring it out together yep. and running them through a lot of the questions that, you know, we talk about in the book, like who is this community for? Why does it exist? What are you going to do together? And then us really packaging up uh, the outputs of that, sort of the, you know, that clear strategy and action steps, like here's how to move forward. Here are the different versions of a community you can start, or here are the biggest investments that you should consider to strengthen your community and, you know, delivering more of a playbook and not some like, hey, this is like yeah. the thing you must do, but truly something that people can pull from and be like, oh, I remember thinking through that. Yeah. Um, and then being around as sort of coaches uh, on the process. But I'm just really proud of us for making this switch. It, it wasn't a public thing. It was very much like internal. We had to figure this out. Um, there was a lot of testing, a lot of like different worksheets and uh, working different questions and building out our own playbook on the back end. I feel like we've developed and we're developing the best possible process we can to help people get people together over the long term. Yeah. You know, our goal with people and company is to try to get more people together, help people get their people together. Like makes a lot of sense that journey <laughs> to like, like, okay, there's only so much we can do mm -hmm. you and I, but if we can give this away to other yeah. people, like we can help them. Yeah. This year was a good reflection on, you know, what clients do pay us for. And two of the immediate things that come to mind is one, clarity, right? It's about having, taking this amorphous idea of like, oh, I run whatever, Starbucks, Nespresso, I run X company, I'd really love to cultivate authentic community, giving them clarity about like, all right, this is what that actually means. Or here's a common language so you can strategize about that. Yeah. You don't have to come at this as like, oh, that's a magical thing. Where do we begin? But we can come and sort of provide you like those Lego blocks. That you can be like, okay, do we want yep. more blue? Do we want red? Do we want this? Do we want that? Yeah. Uh, how can we, you know, imagine this? The next part is the ability to make kind of smart bets around community building. There is going to be no perfect plan, 
but hopefully by working with us, you're going to walk away with that common language, almost like it's a sales training, but it's like a community building training, plus an ability for your team to make some smart bets. Yeah, yeah. All right, final final question for you. I'm going to ask you a final oh, question. Oh, yeah, final question me. I'm in. Well, what's uh, what's your proudest moment from the last year? Like, could be totally personal because you've had a pretty big year. You know, our, our book launch party in uh, in Brooklyn feels a little cliche to talk about as a press moment because it was kind of sort of built up. It's like, it is the book launch party. But I think in particular, you know, I moved to New York almost nine years ago, 10 years ago, and we hosted this party in the neighborhood I had moved to. And at that point, I was just like fresh off of grad school and moved into this tiny apartment there where I could te- touch both walls with my hands. Um feeling very uncertain about what was next. And then we had this party there to launch our book together nine years later. And my dad was able to show up and I got to invite, uh, you know, a number of people from sort of my past just collected from different places, you know, from that Craigslist roommate to the community leaders I got to coach this year to past colleagues or the, you know, the friend I met in a bagel line at some spot. Mm. I kind of got to raise my hand among our team to speak and I got to share some of my story about why I care about this and, you know, where I grew up and got to kind of share my origin story of like self, us, and now. And just to have it there at that place with that mixture of people. And also my dad like arrived like right when I started mm-hmm. talking after being like 90 minutes late to the party. And there was just something about the culmination of that moment. It did make me feel I don't know, a new version of myself at the risk of no, I'm not going to qualify that. Yeah, it did. It made me feel uh, really proud for of like what I'm working on today, but also like how I've gotten to like string together and, and keep around me like certain people and certain interests. Yeah. Um, I felt evolved yeah. in that moment. The book may have my name next to it as an author, but it really is the product of so many of the people that were there that night who helped get me to where I am and helped influence like what we've put together. Yeah. What's your proud moment? It's weird. Like I think the pride for (laughs) me like shows up sometimes and without stimulus, it's just really interesting to build a business like the one we're building, which is very human. The three of us are people first. I care so much about you and Kai and know you guys really well at this point. And it makes me realize like how much vulnerability went into like the unknown of the first few years. And now we're at a point where we just really do know what our product is. We know what we do, how we think our language, like we understand each other and can rely on each other in certain ways in meetings or presentations. Like we just are like pretty dialed in in a certain way. And I feel like riding a wave right now, like we're on the wave and every once in a while I remember that we weren't always firing on the, like on our, like our cylinders weren't all firing. We were like trying to get the engine going and now it's just like the engine's going. And so because the three of us built pretty much like everything that our business does, there'll just be like little things where Mm -hmm. I'll be like, I'm proud of us, you know, just watching you present and saying things like taking something back to our framework or I've always felt like if our team can stay together and keep working together, we're going to do like really interesting things. Yeah. And now we've been together for long enough that it's like, wow, yeah, that that's true. You yeah. Know? All right. Um, that's it for this special episode. Woo-hoo. What else, Kev? Hey, if you want to find more about us, you can visit our website, peopleand.company. 
not a dot com adopt company dot to company. learn about people and company also our book is on amazon yep if you haven't heard yet that it is we just took you on the deepest <laughs> conversation about it but it's we just it talked a book. about it you can search get together or go to gettogetherbook.com it's full of stories and learnings from all types of community leaders and we are really proud of it yeah, yeah. Uh, and last thing, if you're down uh, and you want to review this podcast or subscribe, uh, that really helps in the podcast store. Yep. And also, like, if you've been listening to this podcast, like, it's a pretty personal one. I assume you're the type of person that's listened to a number of these podcasts and just, like, end the year with, like, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Pretty cool for us. Thanks All right. for spending more time with us. Yeah, see you in 2020. See ya. Bye. <laughs>